Hello and welcome to the Field Goals Podcast. I'm your host, Brandon Schultz. Recapping this past week, on Wednesday, Pete Carroll and John Schneider met with the media for the first time since trading quarterback Russell Wilson and releasing linebacker Bobby Wagner. The two of them spent about the first 15 minutes of the press conference going on about their philosophy and talking about second chances. I'm going to narrow it down to the first couple minutes of Pete Carroll's statement. Years ago, um, when I was at USC, I used to have an opportunity um, every springtime to meet with Coach John Wooden, you know, the legendary hoop coach from UCLA. <clears throat> and uh, every year when we had a chance to get together, we always had this opportunity to talk. And uh, I always want to think of something to kind of start the discussion and get us going. And, and one year in particular, I had this thought and meet Coach and say, Coach, what's up? And I said, hey, got something for you. I said, uh, how much do you change your philosophy from year to year? And uh, he looked at me, and as he looked at me, I went, oh, no, what was I thinking? Why did I ask that? No, I felt like a little kid. And he said, Coach, you don't change your philosophy. Your philosophy is what it is. You either believe in it or you don't. What happens is every year the players change. And, and as you apply your philosophy for the players, it takes on the shape in, of the individuals that you're dealing with. But you don't change your philosophy. And I bring that up to start with because I, I think it's important for us to, to make, a, make a statement here that uh, we've been here a long time. John and I have been working for a lot of years here for the, for the Allen family, and we've, we've had a blast doing what we're doing. And we, over the years, have been challenged in so many ways. And, and in that, our philosophy, how we operate, how we think, uh, what we believe in, it has truly been expressed, and, and, and we continue to grow and dynamically you know, take a look at it and make sure that we're always staying abreast of the times and competitive and all of that. But our philosophy really is what it is. That's about competing. That's what we've been doing for ever since we got here. And uh, we've applied it to every aspect of every you know, makeup of, the, of our program. And, and, and uh, it's, I say it to you now because this is where we are right now is just another statement about what our philosophy is. Carol and Schneider talked about just how crucial owner Jody Allen has been in helping them uphold this philosophy. To make this happen, um, I think it's worth mentioning that we've had tremendous support from, from our ownership. Yes. Uh, uh, Jody was incredibly tuned in. You, you, you guys have heard me talk before, but I'm going to say it again because it just happened all over again through this process. She supported us challenged us uh it demanded that we that we were sure what we were doing and we could we could account for all of the all of the thoughts and the background and all of the work that we needed to do to put this together but when it came right down to it she said what i see this ha doing uh, to you guys is, john you're back in your wheelhouse and pete you're back in your wheelhouse and she she she's stating knowing that we have so many opportunities to work and deal and and, and uh wheel our or, you know hopefully our creative uh, approach to, to what we do and make make really positive things happen and she saw it in me too the team's going to be a little bit younger here right off the bat because you're adding so many draft picks uh that it goes right back to where we started with the, with our program that uh, we were the youngest team to win the super bowl in history you know okay we remember that well there's there's some makeup to that there's some design to that and uh, it's exciting to us to, to understand we're in that with, with her support, it just made it where we just were, we functioned right through the process and were able to pull this thing all together. And uh, it, it, like Johnny said, it was, it's historic for the, for the franchise. I don't know about for, for the league, but it's one that we're going we're gonna to capitalize on. We're going to make the very most out of this. And, and really, as we're in it and as we approach the opportunities, we're going we're gonna to kick butt in every aspect of it. 
Of course, so much of the questioning was really focused on the Russell Wilson trade. So let's start out with John Schneider and Pete Carroll's discussion on just how this trade came about. Uh, you know, we uh, we just. I wouldn't say uh, hands were tied. We had a, a ton of people calling, obviously. And, uh, you know, we weren't out shopping him. And, and uh, so, you know, there was a, obviously a number of teams that I had to call um, when we ended up making that trade, um, you know, to say, hey, you know, this, this came together uh, over time. Wasn't sure if it was going to happen. Um, you know, I had to, you know, repair some relationships, and that's fine. Everybody, everybody was great. But, uh, um you know, there was just a couple teams that, uh, you know, were considerations. And Russell had a no-trade clause in his his, con- his contract. I think everybody's well aware of that. The trade itself uh, with Russ was uh, very unique, um, obviously historical. Uh, I'm not sure it's appropriate to say, you know, but from a, uh, you know, I was uh, – not blessed, but, you know, to have the experience to go through what we went through in Green Bay, trading Brett Favre, uh, God rest his soul, Ted Thompson. I was able to work hand in hand with him uh, and a number of other people as, uh, you know, we traded an iconic player. And the same thing with with uh, Russell here. Uh, uh, Denver was phenomenal. George Payton, uh, their general manager I've known for a long time. Uh, he was he was great. He did. He you know, we were able to keep this thing really tight. Um, answer the questions as appropriate as we both could all throughout the, to the uh, uh, that offseason period there. But, uh, you know, the guys coming in now, it's exciting, right? So, uh, like Pete was saying, you know, Drew Locke, we, we really liked him coming out, um, can move in the pocket, has a hose. We're really excited to get him into our culture, into our building. No offense, a 24-year-old, you know, six foot five, you know, four, 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 uh, I mean, the guy's a freak, and uh, so we're excited to get him in here, get him going. And then Shelby Harris is a is a pass rushing, uh, three technique hustle guy, gets his hands up in the passing lanes, and and uh, is going to be a fun guy to have in our in our locker room. The pair also talked about just how surreal it felt to be finalizing the trade on what was ultimately the first day of the new league year for the NFL. Again, I compared it to, you know, with with Brett Favre, right? I mean, you know, you know how it's going to affect fans. So, you know, Pete and myself and, and uh, Jody and, 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 um, and Bert, you know, we're, we were involved in a, you know, in a call and, and, and had discussions about it and what's it going to look like. But we were able to kind of prepare ourselves mentally uh, much earlier than, than, than a lot of other people were. So, you know, it's going to affect the fans. Right. So um, and I remember, going, again, going through it with Brett. So there was a little shock. Right. And, you know, nobody knew who Aaron Rodgers was and. Uh, I shouldn't say that they didn't know who he was, but they didn't know how, ta- how talented he was. So we relied on that faith and moved forward. And, uh, you know, several years later in 2011, I think they went to the, they won the Super Bowl. And let's wrap up the discussion of Russ himself with a few other rapid fire questions the media threw at the two of them regarding the trade, all of which came with some pretty interesting responses. I've said a million times to you guys, I had no intention of, of, Moving on with with the quarterback, I, I loved Russ and, and loved him in the program, and that's the way I was I was committed to doing it, and I felt that way all the way throughout. And then the opportunity became available. Where okay, there's a business opportunity here. We we can see it. Uh, now we have a chance to take a look, and and we did. You know, we took a look, and and we're surprised at how how good a deal came to us, and and, and how that was all 
you know, Johnny facilitated that with work of their people and, and made it happen. Um, to, to me, Greg, it's not about blaming anybody or, or for, forcing the issues in any, any particular. We had to, everybody had to agree to this eventually. And so uh, we did. And uh, really, it, it opened up some doorways that we weren't we didn't think existed really at the time. I told you guys that he wouldn't sign another contract with you guys. I don't know if those were the exact words, but we were under the impression that there wouldn't be a long-term extension. What was the relationship like in your guys' eyes? And did you feel like the relationship was in a place where you could have continued? Well, I, I've told you guys for a long yes. time, Russ and I worked really hard at, at our relationship. Just like this relationship, it takes work. You know, when you go through years and years and years and all of the challenges and the trials and tribulations and all, and we made it through it. We, we, Russ and I made it through it, and and I, I really I love Russ, and and he, he's like one of my own, you know. And we went through so much stuff together, uh, and uh, so it it also brought us to the point where we could talk about this. It, it eventually, okay, now we're talking about it, and uh, and so we were able to move from there after our conversations and the depth of the, of the conversations. We were able to move, and, and and okay, let's take a look at the opportunities, and that's this is what what resulted out of it. It, I don't think it could have happened had we not had, in the fashion that it happened, had we not had the depth of relationship. Why couldn't you repair the relationship or whatever? I mean, did, did, did it just get to a point? It wasn't about that. Yeah, it wasn't it, about It wasn't about relationship. It was about opportunity. It was really about opportunity. And, and, I, and I, I know Russ may describe it differently, but I really, as I watched it all take place, I think Russ was really... He, he was open for another another chance and to, to see what you know what could happen you know and he'd seen a lot of great players and great athletes do a lot of great things by by making that move somewhere in their career whether it was the the, the quarterbacks that we know of uh, what happens in the NBA baseball guys do it you know they, he's just seen that happen and uh, you know I I think it intrigued him and and so it made it available after a long discussion a lot of time together and all of that that. We were eye to eye. We, we both, okay, all right, let, let's, let's go down this road and see what happens. Knowing that, it was still extraordinarily difficult to make a deal happen. It was so hard because there was three different elements to this as well as all the rest of it to make it come together. And so we were going to have to work together. And, and, and if it was going to take shape, all the while thinking that it might not go. And, and so. Yeah, I would say we, the odds were not high. No, gosh, no. Gosh, no. It was really difficult. And, but I think because we, we hung in there. And, and because we had the background and relationship, we were able to make it through it and, and make some sense of it. And, and, uh, and you know, it's going to benefit Russ and going forward. It's going to benefit our, our, our club going forward, too. As a result of this trade, it opens up a number of possibilities at quarterback for 2022. After the break, we'll hear more about some of those options. The team's response to mishandling the release of Bobby Wagner, as well as some of the other moves. That's all up next. As a result of the franchise's decision to trade Russell Wilson, things are now wide open at the quarterback position. Before signing with the Browns this week, Deshaun Watson was floated as a potential option for the Seahawks. The way to answer that is that he's in our contract right now, and he has a no-trade clause as well. So not a lot to work with there. Another player who has drawn speculation in recent days is former 49ers quarterback Colin Kaepernick, who reached out to head coach Pete Carroll directly. He, he contacted me the other day, said, hey, I'd like, I'd like to get a shot. You know, I'm, I'm working out. And so he sent me some videos. The next thing I know, he's working out with, with, with Tyler Lockett. I don't know how that happened, but he's – does that guy deserve a second shot? 
<laughs> I, I think he does. Somewhere. I don't know if it's here. I don't know where it is. I don't know if it's even in football. I don't know. But it's just people get a second opportunity at, at, at their lifetime opportunities, and they can make the most of it if, they, if they're ready for it and, and all that. I don't know. I don't mean to send out any mixed messages about that. But I wanted you to understand that that's how serious this is. It's second chance time. So, yes, the Seahawks currently have Drew Locke as their quarterback, receiving him in the trade with the Broncos. Here's what Pete Carroll said when asked if he thought Locke could lead them to a championship. If he plays like he did early on, I think he got a shot. You know, if you, you go back to his uh, his first year when he was when he was uh, balling as, as a rookie um, in those when he was four and one. Um, yeah, he tied John Elway's record for both wins as a, as a, as a rookie, right? Yeah, in so five games. Yeah, he, history, so. His third down numbers, you know, were terrific. Um, taking care of the football really well, and, and all he just did it just didn't for whatever reason. The, the coordinator left after that time. Times changed for him, and then the, the just he didn't you know he didn't play to that same level. So exactly what we had evaluated, John's you know the process had evaluated, he showed, and so you know John stayed with it and followed him all the way through his career, and we've watched it happen. We think he's still that guy, and so we'll see you know if, if he can. What we need in our offense is the same thing we've always needed, whether it was Carson Palmer or Russell Wilson. We need a point guard. We need a guy that plays the, plays the game and moves the football around to the guys that are open and does all of the things that manages the game so that we can play great football because we're going to win with defense. We're going to win with how we play in special teams, and we'll run the football to help the whole thing fit together. That's, that's never changed. It's never been a philosophy that we needed to alter other than to continue to grow and make it dynamic and present and, and current and all. And, and that's what we're looking for. We need to take care of the football. The pair were also asked about their plans at the quarterback spot in general. We'll continue to explore options, but we have a ton of faith. And Drew, we're excited about it. We're ex- excited about a, a change of scenery for him. Um, you know, I know a couple of my buddies who were trying to acquire him all last spring into the fall. You know, so he, he's a guy that, you know, uh, you know, in my opinion, the media is uh, beat down a little bit. So uh, we're excited to get him into our culture with our coaching staff. And we'll continue to to uh, uh, look for guys to, to compete with them. Uh, you know, as Pete has stated earlier, you know, Gino did, Gino did a nice job for us. There's a number of guys that are still available, and we're going to continue to work through that. And when the team met on Wednesday, there were a couple names of quarterback, like Matt Ryan and Baker Mayfield, who are now potential options that they, they just didn't get a chance to be asked because they weren't really considered to be options just a few days ago. So one other possible place the Seahawks could go after a quarterback is in this year's draft. You know, to be able to get the ninth pick, right? And then um, to be able to, um, you know, get to, to 40 and 41 for us was, was, was big, especially in this draft. And, uh, you know, we're going to pick eight times. I say that I have no idea how many times we're going to pick, right? Uh, but, uh, yeah, no, that, that, that was, it, it was, it, it's really big. And then especially next year when the majority of the cap space uh, comes to an effect, into effect uh, with, with Russell's contract, and then, uh, and then you know the, the the draft capital next year as well with the two ones and the two twos. So, you know, four picks in the first two rounds. One post on Twitter that I think caught a lot of us off guard was a tweet from Bobby Wagner following his release that said he didn't even learn the news of his release directly from the team. And we'll get into the accountability part of that here in a moment. But first, here's Pete Carroll talking about the difficulty of making the decision to release the best linebacker in the history of the franchise. We lose a guy like Bobby Wagner. 
It was a heartbreaking decision to make. We love Bobby White, and he's done everything in the world he could possibly do in a, in a, in a, with a football opportunity as, as he's had. A Hall of Famer, going to be on the, on the stadium. Guy around town, everything he's ever touched has been, has been golden. And we have, we have to make a tough decision just like we started with him. And so he, he goes on, and we wish him the best and love him to death, and hopefully he'll, he'll feel that back. Most of our guys come back, and they all come back, and they live in, in town. They live together. They like being here because they reconnect with our culture. And it's a special place in that regard. I don't mind telling you that. And I'm proud of that. We've worked really hard to get that done. Both took responsibility for that mishandling of the notification of Bobby's release. And Pete said it was due to the fact that he loved Bobby so much and he was really trying to see if they could make it work and hang on to him. Yeah, that's on me. I own that. Yeah, I say that. That's on me. No, no, it it really is. It's, uh, look, it's, 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 I, I wish I wish I could have handled things better in that regard from a communication standpoint. Uh, bio to him, the organization owes it to him. Uh, it's always somewhat awkward when uh, a player represents himself. Uh, you know, we've had some very high profile individuals represent themselves here. And, uh, you know, you never know exactly what's going to happen at the end of the day. So to approach somebody and say there may be a possible trade, would you consider this? Uh, and then that player comes back to you, um, you know, that's not, that's not a good situation. So from a timing standpoint, I wish I would have handled things differently. Yeah. I'm, I'm guilty too. Cause I, I, I didn't want it to happen. I want Bobby to stay with us forever. And so I wanted and kept encouraging John, for just, let's see what all the options could possibly be. So maybe there's a way out that, that we don't have to do this, you know? And so, uh, we were, each day was crucial as we, as we were drawing closer to it. And then really, it seemed like when Russ's news went out, then everything, you know, hit the, hit the fan kind of thing. And, and I don't, we, we were supposed to meet with Bobby a couple of days after that. And the timing just didn't work out right. And I, I regret that we didn't do a better job timing wise. Um, I don't know how he hurt me. Y'all were talking about it left and right. And then the articles were in, all over the internet and everything about it. So, and it was, you know, the suggestions were out, but, um, Anyway, I just wish I, I, it's a hard deal. It's really too, hard. Too much respect to, you know, to have something like that happen. We did speak with him. We did oh, talk yeah. to him together. We walked through things. Uh, so it wasn't like we didn't speak with him. Uh, it was just the timing, right? So, um, yeah, and I was, I was holding, I was delaying as much as I could because I loved him so much. One player lost in free agency was cornerback DJ Reed. Schneider said the way they were in on the deal to try and keep Reed on the team played out similarly to ultimately how they lost Shaq Griffin last year. But let's flip back over to what the Seahawks have gained because they got three players in the deal with the Broncos. Let's start off with the comments shared about tight end Noah Fant, who the Seahawks, it sounds like they nearly drafted Noah Fant and even had his name written down. And notably, it does line up with the way things went and how Fant came off the board because the Packers... Traded with Seattle, Seattle originally had the number 21 overall pick. The Packers ended up trading up to 21 with Seattle to take Darnell Savage. The Seahawks got the Packers' number 30 overall pick in that deal. But yes, they were positioned right behind the Broncos at number 20. Ultimately, they end up with LJ Collier at the end of round one. I mean, it was that close, right? I mean, we thought he was coming to us. Yeah, so, I mean, you're talking about a guy that's, again, a big man that is, is, is young uh, you know, he, he went through a little, a rough time early on. Unfortunately, he lost his mother, uh, right before the season. Um, really 
did a really nice job in, in our opinion of, of, uh, of, you know, still going out and competing and, you know, he caught 68 balls. He's a huge target and he can run. It's a great target for us. And now let's hear what was said about the rest of the acquisitions the Seahawks had made up until that point of the press conference. We've um, come to agreements with uh, Artie Burns, a corner from, from uh, uh, Chicago that uh, Sean Desai has just coached, um, having been the defensive coordinator there. Uh, also, um, Chen Anawusu uh, from, the, from the Chargers, who we love coming out. Ivan, Ivan Lewis is our uh, strength conditioning coach. And uh, thinks the world of him, and and uh, you know, funny story. He was, we were actually walking down the hall before, and and uh, and I said, Chen, you know, I thought he knew about it, and and um, and he's like, oh, you got, we got to go get that guy. You know, he'd be amazing and everything. And he's like, he'll he'll run through the wall. I mean, he's a, he's a stud, you know. And I was like, well, I, didn't you hear? You know, I thought I didn't thought you knew. We got him. He was just all excited. So uh, he knows him very well. We're really excited to bring him in. Um, and uh, Austin Blythe, uh, you know, uh, he's coached with Shane Waldron and uh, Andy Dickerson um, with down with the Rams. Um, or he's, those guys have coached him. And uh, so they're real excited to, to, to bring him in. Finally, let's finish off with what Pete Carroll is looking forward to this upcoming 2022 season. Winning freaking football games <laughs> and a bunch of them. Really, really, and, and and getting the feeling. Last year kind of kind of sucked, you know, and and we're, that was that one time, you know, we had that that kind of space in the in the schedule here, and and we're just going right back to business. We're going we're going for it. So um, everybody's coming here. It's going to be part of this. Is 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 well well aware, and that's that's the only way we're looking at it. Let's go right now. And that's going to do it for this show. Thanks to Wilson Kahn for helping to produce this episode. You can follow him out on Twitter at Wilson underscore Kahn C O N N. You can check out his work up at fieldgoals.com along with the rest of our writers there. Some really unfortunate news that we heard about on Friday was the passing of John Clayton, a Hall of Fame football writer and radio personality in Seattle. And just sad news about his passing on Friday. You can read about that up at fieldgoals.com. But yes, a lot to read about with the passing of Clayton and the reactions from players and coaches and people from throughout the league. He had so many connections. But yes, getting back to the Russell Wilson trade, Tyler Alson, he has an article up about Russell Wilson versus the Deshaun Watson deal. Those two deals, very similar, despite the fact that the Texans got three first-round picks for Deshaun Watson, but I think you might be surprised to see how the value actually plays out with the Russell Wilson and the Deshaun Watson deal ends up being very similar. So check that out and make a decision for yourself which team got the better deal. And yes, going to be a lot more to talk about with free agency. Follow the tracker. Mookie Alexander's got that up on the front page as well. Stay tuned. A lot more to come on the show. And until next time, go Hawks.